This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport fan network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Scott Arfield, he's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley win the next ball, it's Rory now. On the outside, he's on. Oh, he's got it! Ashley Barnes with it! What a cross from Rory! And there was Ashley Barnes, and Burnley leading the Derby. Obviously quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Yes, hello and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Rebend, ahead of this Saturday's game up at St. James's Park against a in-form Newcastle United. Probably couldn't have picked a worse time uh, to play Newcastle. But as you can see, we are joined by Paul, a Toon fan from the Toon Review. How are you doing, mate? I'm all right. Thanks for having us on. No, thank you for coming on, mate. I know you're a very busy man. Played last night as well because we're recording this on Thursday. Newcastle, yeah. of course, played City last night and won in the League Cup. But just before we get started, I just want to remind you all that we are uh, pleased to remind you uh, that this season, Turfcast is sponsored by Green King Sport, where football is more than a game. Green King Sport venues are showing every single televised Burnley fixture over the 2023-24 season. 
And with more than 900 sports pubs across the UK, it doesn't matter whether you're based in Burnley or Brighton, you can catch every single minute of the action. And please do keep an eye out for events, offers and content competitions that put you closer to the action throughout the season. They should be coming up soon. I thought we'd have them already, so please do keep an eye out, everybody, for those uh, competitions and things like that. Um, just if you don't follow us on socials, uh, do already. You'll see them on there. But Paul, talk to me. Newcastle United. Just looking yep. at your season, it's kind of like split into half already. Like you started. Mm. All right. I, th I think you uh, you battered Villa, didn't you, on the first day? So maybe that's yeah, not did, entirely. Yeah. yeah, it's five one. Just got your fixtures up now. But then three defeats in a row, admittedly mm. against tough opposition, City, Liverpool, and Brighton. Who yes have been very good this season, but I think I put you above them at the minute. Um, yep. So I were surprised that they did win that. Um, but then you've come back fighting, you know, you beat Brentford, a great result for your first Champions League game, first game mm -hmm. back in the Champions League against Milan. Uh, and then, of course, spanking Sheffield United 8-0 uh, and then beating City last night in the EFL Cup. So talk to me about yeah. your season so far, mate. Uh, well, four clean sheets in a row, which uh, we're absolutely delighted about, uh, considering how the, the previous three games went. Obviously, those three defeats, uh, they were a little bit strange, to be honest, because, uh, we, you know, as you say, we start the season really well beating Villa. Um, but then, you know, Liverpool was a, a difficult game in that, you know, they were down to 10 men. We should have buried them. Uh, we missed some really good opportunities. And then the NAB two goals at the end, which which happens in football. Away to Man City is what it is. You know, we only lost 1-0. We didn't really offer anything yeah. going forward in that game. It was a little disappointing. Uh, Brighton was forgettable. Uh, that was the worst performance of the season by a long stretch. Um you know, the, the, there was certain areas of the fan base a bit worried and thinking what's happened from last season and things like that. Our press wasn't there. Um, Up-tempo football that we, you know, were renowned for last season, it didn't really happen. Uh, but then Brentford, there was signs that things were starting to happen. You know, we kept a clean sheet. We got the, the three points. But it wasn't, you know, it still wasn't a brilliant performance. Um, San Siro was a gutsy display. I think, you know, Milan should have been out of sight in the first half, if we're being totally honest. Uh, but they didn't score. Um, and, and everybody knows in football, you don't take your chances and anything can happen. Uh, we were a lot better second half, a lot more resolute and came away with a point. So away from home in the Champions League, getting a point in the San Siro is fantastic yeah. considering how long it's been since we've been in there. And then obviously Sheffield United, that was a turning point for us, I, I do believe. Um, it, it came with a bit of... Uh, a bit of luck and a bit of unfortunate circumstances for Harvey Barnes, but he came off... Gordon came on and changed the game. Uh, just went for the went for the defenders all the time and obviously set a few goals up and the rest is history. And then last night, shocking first half. Uh, we we offered nothing. Um, we we couldn't pass the ball. We we couldn't create any chances. Man City were just dominant. But again, they only had one shot on target in that first half and it was saved by Pope. And then um, second half, we we looked back to our normal selves. A bollocking in the dressing room, maybe two substitutions. And then City were were hit by a, a whirlwind in the first 15 minutes of the second half. And then uh, the, the game played out. So we're starting to turn a corner now. Uh, I genuinely believe that players are starting to find defeat, things like that. And um, yeah, looking forward to the next few games now. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think you have turned the corner from the first part of the season. Uh, but why do you think you've turned this corner? Because like you said, the first part of the season, you were fan some of your fans were yeah. worried. Um, certain aspects of your game wasn't there. Um, but things have changed. Is it a personnel? Is it a system change? What are you doing differently that makes it start to click again? Um, I think obviously bringing Tenali in, 
a lot of fans are saying that the you know Tonali and Bruno are very similar players, so it's just finding the feet with Tonali and getting used to the Premier League and mm. where he needs to play because there's a few times he's been caught out of position uh, defensively, and it, you know we've we've conceded goals from that. However, you know it, it, we've got so much now in the middle of the park when Willigan, obviously Joe Linton's fit again now, but. Um, there's a lot of things that Eddie can do. He's got Elliot Anderson playing in there now. So I think it's just getting a settled midfield who, uh, you know, know each other well, know each other's game. And, you know, Tonali will obviously get better. We know he's a quality player. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's when we play at a high intensity, we are a much better football side. So if we, the likes of Liverpool, Man City, you know, if we sort of sit back and, and don't play our high intensity, high paced game, I think we're a worse side. I think the players mm. that are in that start eleven are used to playing this high intensity press and uh, you know breaking very quickly out of defence into attack. And we've got players such as Gordon um, Almiron who can do that. You know Bruno's finding his feet now. He had a slow start the season, but he's looking back to his normal self. So I think it's just a, a combination of things really where we've just had a bit of a slow start, but we know the quality's there. 100% faith in our manager. He's made a couple of errors with substitutions mm. this season, but he will. All managers make mistakes along the line as long as they learn from them. And um, it looks like Eddie's done that. But it's it's a bigger squad now, so it's a, it's a little bit different than it was last season just to pick a straightforward 11. Yeah, fair enough. I, I've, I've got to be honest. I I, I think I need, I need to hold my hands up and say I, I was wrong about Eddie. I think when, when you brought him in, I thought he's... He will keep them up, mm-hmm. probably. I think I did tweet yeah. something saying like, "Oh, that they'll go down," but it's just, you know, tongue in cheek sort of thing when you tweet. Like, it'll probably keep them up, um, but when they get to that next level, he's not going to be the manager um, mm. that, that they'll need. But I think at the minute, it's proving that it could possibly well be. You said yeah. there, you've got hundred percent faith in him. Do you think he is the manager to take you to that next level, to where you want to be? Yeah, I, I do, and it, you know, the, the, the problem is he's an English manager, and you know as well as I do when when. You had Sean Dice there, for for instance. They don't get the recognition they really deserve um, mm. because I thought Dice did superbly well for for Burnley and uh, probably should have got a, a bigger job. Uh, and now, you know, with Eddie Howe, we had a lot of Bournemouth fans coming on our shows and telling us that, um, you know, in time you'll see how good Eddie is as a manager. Uh, you know, he doesn't sort of lose his temper in front of the cameras. It's all done behind the scenes. Uh, we've mm. recently seen a documentary on Amazon which, uh, you know, just shows that. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, he's a good man manager. The players really like him. He doesn't seem to fall out with anybody like our ex-manager did. And, um, he came into the club in very, very difficult circumstances, just taking over. You know, we we were, we were down and out. We were heading into the championship again. There was no doubt about that. And even, even we were saying, you know, yes, Eddie Howe's a great manager, but are they planning for next season? ready to get us back into the Premier League. It didn't work out like that. Uh, we brought some brilliant signings in in the January. Um, and he just seems to have an eye for a player because Anthony Gordon, for instance, um, you know, he came, he played at St. James's with Everton, I think a couple of months before he signed uh, and had a bit of a to-do with uh, with Pope and Fabian Scher, et cetera, and Trippier. Um, and we were all wondering what kind of player he was and then he didn't really get going last season. But he then admitted that he wasn't fit. He wasn't up to Eddie Howe's fitness standards. And then over the summer, he went away with England, had a brilliant tournament, and he's come back looking like a, an absolute star. Um, he started the season brilliantly. Obviously, we we sold Maxi, and we were wondering, is, is Gordon going to be a good enough replacement? Absolutely. And then obviously Harvey Barnes is coming as well. So, yeah, Eddie, Eddie's got this eye for a player, and I do believe he can handle the big stars as well. 
Yeah, fair enough. Obviously, Eddie is not the only one with former Burnley connections there. You've got Trippier, you've got Pope as well. Mm. Uh, talk to me about them two uh, players, because obviously we still love them, uh, especially Pope, uh, but Trippier as well. Like, I've got nothing against him, still like him. Obviously, it's been a, a lot longer since he's played for us. Obviously, they, they, I feel like they both settled in quite well, broke into the team pretty much straight away, both of them, and now both key mm. members of the squad. Are you both still very happy with those two players? Um, well, Trippier is probably one of the best signings Newcastle have ever made, mm. um, if I'm openly honest. Not just for what he does on the pitch, but off it as well. Um, he's a leader. You can see that. He, he motivates people. Uh, even Livermento, when he signed, said he wanted to learn from Trippier and improve his game. And Livermento got man of the match last night. So it's Kieran Trippier gives us something that I don't think we've had in a very long time. Somebody that's a leader both on and off the pitch. Uh, and he leads by example. You know, he's, he's 33 yeah. now, but he plays like a 24-year-old. He's he's mm. super fit. He's, he's defending is brilliant. Um, Nick Pope has been brilliant for us. He's been absolutely fantastic. But if there's one thing I've got a complaint about Nick Pope is his, his distribution with his feet. I knew you were um, going to. Obviously, we, I yeah, knew you were going to say yeah. that, yeah. Um, we, you know, there's the certain times you look at all the goalkeepers, such as Edison and Allison at Liverpool, and I know they are world-class goalkeepers. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But the way they can distribute the ball, you know, you look at Onana at uh, Man United. I mean, he's had a bit of a rough start, but his deliveries with his feet are really good. Nick Pope yeah. tends to slice the ball. He, he can't seem to find a man. Um, and he, of course, had that operation at the end of last season on his hand. And I think that was worrying him at the start of this season because he wasn't coming out like he was last year, claiming the ball from crosses. Uh, he started to do that now in the last few games. His punching's yeah. got better. Um he comes out and sweeps up nicely. There's there's no problems at all with that, but it's just his, his distribution. If there's one complaint, the rest of it is fantastic. You know what he's like. He's a brilliant yeah. shot stopper. He's he's confident, but there was just something missing at the start of the season. He made a couple of mistakes against Brighton. Um, but, I mean, look, we're linked with Ramsdale now all of a sudden as well. So um, we seem to have more goalkeepers than anything else. But, you know, he's he's... he's I think both since signed, you know, they've really took Newcastle to the hearts, uh, especially Trippier. You know, Trippier is just a, a fantastic player. Um, but yeah, I mean, Nick Pope's done a fantastic job for us as well. But you know as well as I do, his distribution with his feet is the one thing that lets him down. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, Trippier was the same with us. Like you could tell he got it. Like I just feel like he gets it. Like he's from Bury, like a, a proper footballing town. You can tell he gets it and what it means to fans. Uh, because he was one. I remember when we beat yeah. Blackburn uh, at Blackburn, uh, and he were winding them up doing the chicken dance and stuff like that, celebrating mm -hmm. like it, like it meant something to him. You could tell. Um, it's interesting what you say about Nick as well, because as much as I love Nick, and I'm not going to for one second say that Murich or Trafford are better all-round keepers than Nick because they're not. Nick is is far better than both of them as an all-round. Mm -hmm. But I don't think Nick would work in this current Burnley side because of all the things you just mentioned. Because Burnley do now like to play out from the back, and they need the keeper to yeah. be able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, love Nick at Burnley. Um, absolutely brilliant goalkeeper. Uh, but yeah, sounds like he's still booting the ball out of play when he doesn't really need to. Uh, to it, it, it's, it's strange. It really is because you think, you know, he's uh, the international experience he's got, all the experience that he has at club level as well, that the, the, the maybe the, the, the coaches haven't worked with him enough at, at either club. I don't know. It just seems like he uh, mm. he doesn't have any confidence in his, his, his playing out from the back. Um of course, you saw that an example was against Liverpool last year in the uh, league when he came yeah. rushing out and handballed and he missed the cup final. Just yeah. uh, sometimes it's just a lack of confidence he has, and I think in his own 
his own performance. But shot stopping and crosses, he's you know he's, he's crosses fine, but... especially, yeah, crosses especially. He, he will mm. catch anything, and I'm sure he still does. Obviously, you mentioned he mentioned there probably a bit of a confidence issue earlier with the hand, but he'll soon get back to that again. But yeah, if it yeah. wasn't for his kicking, he would hundred percent be England's number one. 100%. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent, no doubt about it. But I think he was left out of the last England squad, obviously as well. So yeah, uh, I don't know whether that was because he asked to be left out just so he could, um, you know, he Maybe. didn't want to put too much pressure on his 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 hand operation or whatever it was that he had done. But uh, the last few games, I mean, he was superb in Milan. He he was just brilliant. Yeah, um, and and that seems to have kept going as well. So he's got four clean sheets in the last four games. I mean, you can't, you know, <laughs> exactly, saying about yeah. his delivery, he's got four clean yeah. sheets, so we can't really complain. Yeah, I, th- I think, you know. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. That's what he's doing, to be fair, doesn't he? Mm. Um, yeah, it's going it's to be interesting to see him again on, on, on Saturday. It'll be interesting to see how he plays against us. Um, obviously, I know he's professional and stuff, but it's the first time we've been reunited with him. Um, so is, yeah. that's going to yeah. be interesting. Um, but I want to talk to you about Newcastle and your ambitions, because obviously you've got a lot of backing, you know, you've got this real big field goal factor now, back in the Champions League. What are your ambitions mm. then for this season? Is it too early for the title? It probably is, isn't it? But I think from the outside and looking in, silverware's got to be the main aim, I think, this year, because you've been so long without silverware, even for a club yeah, of Newcastle yeah. size, without the backing that you've now got is mm-hmm. scandalous. I think now, even if it's just a Carabao Cup, like you said, just win something. And that's what City had to do all them years ago. Win something, yeah. then kick on. What's your aims mm-hmm. for this season, mate? Well, obviously, we were disappointed with the Carabao last year, making the final, mm-hmm. and, and we didn't really turn up in the final. We, we got going what, 20 minutes before the end of the game and it was too late by then. But it was it was a big experience that for everybody. And I think the players uh, who were there, you know, they're hungry for more now. It was a, it was good for them to get that kind of experience. And think, right, you know, look at the support we've got here. Um, it's just an incredible occasion and it was, it was fantastic to be there. But it has made us as fans hungry for more as well because we, we haven't had that for, for so long. There's a lot of younger Newcastle United fans who don't remember the 90s and don't remember the entertainers etc and how good we were back then but we still didn't win anything but I genuinely believe Eddie can win a trophy uh, whether it be the Carabao the FA Cup I think he's going to make a run for one of them um, the league I think is too early I, I mean I'm, I'm not one of these Newcastle fans who goes around saying oh we're going to win the league I think um, you know I think everybody's expecting again the Champions League this season but there's so many teams improved over the summer mm. um, it's going to be difficult so you know, top six again for Newcastle would be fine for me in the league. Uh, but like you say, uh, you know, a good cup run again, 
Um, but we have to get this monkey off our backs about a trophy. That that's the one thing that is yeah. holding us back now from being up with the big boys and in, in winning a trophy because you know, we as fans, we've gone through 15 years of absolute hell with Mike Ashley, no ambition, no positivity, anything like that. And now it's all flipped, uh, flipped over completely. So um yeah, trophy eventually, but we'll see. It's gonna be a, a wild ride as it normally is. Yeah, thoughts on the Champions League. What what do you think you can do in the Champions League? Obviously, you've got a very tough group. I think mm. everybody could, could, can agree on that one. But I got off to a good start. How far do you think you can get? Is it just a case of get past the groups and then see what happens, or is it a case of you know first time back in the Champions League? Let, let's just let's just relax and not set our expectations too high. What are you expecting or hoping to do in the in that competition? Uh well, I mean, when the draw was made, everybody's calling the group a death, and uh, but. We we on our show called it a dream group, you know, for for wanting to see such big teams come to St James's Park. Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, the problem Mbappe has got injured, so we don't know whether he's going to be playing uh, next week or not. But you know, to to have these teams come back to St James's Park, I think all depends on our home form. Uh, if we can pick a point up like we did in Milan away from home in 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 all the games, and then everybody knows what it's like under the lights at St James's Park. It's a special atmosphere. It's a special uh, place to be. Uh, Liverpool talk about their European nights under the lights at Anfield, and it's very similar to, to St James's Park. The atmosphere will be red hot, and the players they do feed off the fans. Um, you know, Isak last night after he'd scored, you know, he, he went and he won a throw, or he made a tackle or something like that, and he went to yeah. the crowd and he's he's waving at them. They, they do genuinely feed off the crowd, and I think Dortmund is a team. I think Newcastle have, we can target to finish above. Uh, obviously, Milan and PSG are probably the two favourites to go through from the group. However, you know, I think we can beat Milan at home. I, I generally do if we, if we turn up, you know, and, and play at our intensity and play at that high level rather than just parking the bus. I think we can do something. And I think we will at home. I think Eddie will be a bit more attack minded. So, in reality, if we finished third and then go into the Conference League, that wouldn't be the end of the world as far as I'm concerned. It would mean we're still in Europe. I think the, yeah. the main aim for me as a fan, is to not finish bottom, to, to stay in Europe somehow, whether it be the next round of the Champions League or we, we still finish third and go into the Europa League. So um, that's certainly as a fan, probably what I'm looking at. Eddie may think differently, of course. He may be targeting a lot higher, but first season back, it, it's it's difficult. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I have no affiliations to Newcastle whatsoever, um, but even I am genuinely excited to watch you guys at home in the Champions League. Like, mm. I was a little bit gutted that the Milan game, the first game was away, because now I have to wait a little bit longer to watch you. But I have no affiliation at all. Like, I'm not bothered whether you win or lose, but I just want to see what it's like. like I just want to see what it's like. So you must be really excited for that. Well, I mean, to get PSG as the first game at St James's Park mm. is is massive. I mean, you know, even if Mbappe is missing, they've still got some wonderful players in that side uh, and can cause you all sorts of problems. You know, you've, you've got Dembele there as well, who is just electric yeah. on, one, on the other side. So whatever team we play is going to be a, a tremendous game of football. And I think we look back to the, the Barcelona game at St James's, you know, under the lights when we beat them 3-2. That was a special, special night. And hopefully we can reciprocate that in a few different ways. But I think we've got the, the players that can do it. It's just whether we turn up on the night and we don't freeze. Uh, that's the big thing for me. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, that one. It's going to be goals in it anyway. But anyway, we'll, we'll, yeah. I digress too much. Let, let's let's talk about, the, the, the if we have to, uh, the game on Saturday. Um, any injuries to any any key players that we need to know about? 
Um, well, I, I mean, last night he said that um, Botman had a little bit of a knock. Um, Dan Byrne was unwell. Uh, Dubravka was unwell, which is weird because he was unwell in Milan. And then he was on the bench again at the weekend. And then he was unwell again yesterday. So I, I, I think he's away in January. I, I just don't think Eddie wants some cup tied. Um, that's the genuine feeling that we have. Um, apart from that, uh, Joe Willock's still missing. Joe Linton came back yesterday, last night, had a tremendous game, looked the best he's looked all season. Um, so Callum Wilson's got a bit of a uh, muscle problem, which is why he was left out last night. But this is what Eddie Howe does. I mean, he'll say things in press conferences and then, you know, he won't give anything away, not even to his own fans. He keeps things very, very much in-house. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we expect players to be missing. And then suddenly, you know, an hour before kickoff when the team sheet comes out, they're on there. So I think um, Isak was taken off last night with um, as precaution. I think he was feeling his calf a little bit. Um, but apart from that, Harvey Barnes missing. Um, yeah. He'll be missing for, well, till after Christmas by the looks of things now. Um, but we should be able to pretty a pretty much full strength side really out on at the weekend. Yeah, so you mentioned there Wilson might have a knock, Isak might have a knock. Who mm. who's going to play up top if that is the case? Um, well, personally speaking, I think Wilson will play, um, or Isak will play. One of the two. I don't think he'll he'll have both of them missing. If if it did come to that, then um, Anthony Gordon's done a fine job for England up front over the summer. Yeah, true. Uh, so I think that's why we didn't go for an extra attacker this season because Eddie knows that he can. He can just make a few tweaks to the side and, and put Anthony Gordon up top. I mean, last night, you know, we took Isak off. We didn't have a striker on, so it was sort of Murphy, Almiron and Gordon all switching over all the time for the last 20-odd minutes. So uh, he's got that as well. So I, I'm not particularly worried by that. I think we've got goals from quite a few places on the pitch now. And the confidence... I, if, if you were playing us a few weeks ago, I would have said I'd be terribly worried uh, but now, I think because of the goals we're scoring, you know, eight different scorers against Sheffield United, I think we've, we've got goals from various places on the pitch. So, um, but I think one of the two strikers will start. Yeah, I don't think anyone can blame you for being confident after beating, uh, albeit Sheffield United. I mean, I say albeit, they're going to be in a similar bracket to us, uh, albeit beating well, Sheffield it was, United. It was a weird game that though. City as well. Yeah, it was a strange game because Sheffield United have given Man City a game and Tottenham a game this season. So mm. we didn't expect to do that. To, to Obviously, we wanted three points and we were confident if we play our game, then we should be beating Sheffield United. But I never thought in a million years it would be 8-0. I mean, that, that was just a, a freak, uh, freak result, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I actually was watching the game at work. I was doing it at work. And as good as you were, like Gordon especially, were fantastic. A lot a lot of your forward players were brilliant. Uh, Sheffield United was so bad at the back as well. I'm hoping oh. that we... I mean, I mean, I'm mean, i not trying to take anything away from you guys. It was your movement that they couldn't handle. But they just couldn't mm. handle your movement. Um, but just looking ahead to Saturday as well, then you mentioned earlier you want Newcastle to play like fast pace, in your face, pressing, because that's when you're at your best. Do you yeah. expect you to come at Burnley pretty much from the off on Saturday and play in that way? Um, I hope so, yeah. Because of what happened at Sheffield United, when we made that forced change, that's when it all changed for us. You know, mm. Gordon gave it, just drove at the, the back line. And I think um, that could possibly happen again at the weekend. And I, I'm hoping so. Because we are a different team when we play like that. Because, you know, when we sit back and we try and pass it around slowly and, and try and slow the game down. That's not our style. That's not the player's style. Um, and we start making silly passes and silly mistakes. Um, but now, you know, now the confidence has got back up. We've scored a few goals. We've kept four clean sheets. 
I think we're in a very, very different place to where we were um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, no, definitely. I do agree with that. Um, I don't know if I dare ask you this next question, but predictions then ahead of ahead of Saturday? I mean, look, I've got nothing against Burnley. I, th- I love Vincent Company as a, as a man. I think he's a tremendous, um, tremendous pickup for you guys, uh, to be honest, because... Uh, for him to go in there with the experience he's got and things like that. And it's been a rough start for Burnley at the start of the season. But, you know, there's a long way to go yet. And I'm sure, you know, company will do his best to keep using the division. And, and yeah. you never know what happens. You know, Forrest had a late run last season and, and stayed up and things like that. So um, I'm obviously confident we're going to win the game. And I, I, I don't want to come across on here and be insulting to Burnley or anything like that because... You know, I've got a lot of respect for Burnley and um, other teams such as yourselves who, you know, use as fans. You've very much had it bad a few times and you've had it good a few times and it's it's been a rocky roller coaster. Like it has a Newcastle, really, before yeah. we were taken over. Um, but I think given the form we're on, given the confidence levels that we're at, um, I'd probably say about... 3-0 to Newcastle, but that, I, I don't want to seem disrespectful, but that, that's that's Mate, just being honest, really. Yeah, honestly, I had, I had 3-0. I don't worry about it, I had 3-0. With the way that you played, um, and look, yeah, we have had a tough start, but I think well, you've got to look at who we've played as well. I mean, it doesn't stop, obviously, because we've got you next, and then, all right, Chelsea, they've not had a great start, but it's still Chelsea. We played City, Villa, Tottenham, and Manchester United, you know, it's, it's been a tough start, and a lot of people are writing us, writing us off already. But our season, but you guys haven't played teams. teams around you yet. Exactly. I mean, that, that, that's what's exactly. going to define news. Exactly. Um, so when, when you're seeing all these people sort of like saying, Oh, that's it, they're definitely going down. The worst three teams to ever come up, it's let's just relax. Let's wait till we, we play Luton next Tuesday. If, if we get beat against Luton, then get beat against Chelsea, then get beat who against I think it's Brentford after that. I can't yeah. remember. Then I'll be mm. then I'll be like, Okay, this, this don't look good, but. I yeah. still think we stop up, if I'm being honest. But yeah, I don't worry about it, mate. My prediction's also 3-0. I were going to say 3-1, just to give us something. But then you said four clean sheets in a row. And I'm thinking, well, two of them clean sheets are against AC Milan and Man City. So I'm not sure the how The thing is, as well, it. last night, you know, last night, and I don't think that we got much sort of deserved praise for this, but the back four last night was completely changed. You know, we had Livermento uh, on one side, Matt Tiger on the other, and a, a central defensive partnership of Lascelles and Dummett, who've been at the club since the year dot. But they were absolutely fantastic last night. And, and you know, we, we still, you know, we've got the proper, the first team is to come back. We've got Burn to come back. We've got the two centre-backs yeah. who've, who've just been immense, Botman and Cher, and then, of course, Kieran Trippier. So, uh it gives us a lot of confidence knowing that we have replacements that, that can come in and, and step up because they certainly stepped up against City last night. Well, if you do win 3-0, mate, and like I said, I'm, I'm pretty confident that, that you do beat us. And I very rarely say that on this channel. Even even against Man City in the season, I'll oh, you never know. Whereas this time, I think, nah, they will beat us. And I think they'll beat us comfortably with the form that you're in. Um, I've got Shaw in my fantasy team. And I've got Wilson, so, you know, every cloud and all that. Um, but last one from me, mate. Obviously, we'll start wrapping it up now. It's, it's got to around 30 minutes. You want to let everyone know where they can find you, where they can digest your content if they want some uh, Newcastle content? Yeah, um, well, we're covering a bit more general football as well this season. Obviously, we've been in the Champions League. We do a lot of, of watch-alongs where we sort of do live commentary. Uh, we don't sort of just sit and watch the game. We actually commentate on it. So um, that's become very, very popular. Um, you can find us at the Toon Review on YouTube and across all the socials uh, as well. Um, 
we uh we just made the finals of the football content awards as well for the second year running so uh we're against some massive hitters uh in the yeah. category we're in so um we're, we're, we're looking forward to our night out at anfield and uh hopefully meet some celebrities down there but um it's a bit different this year because there's a top three instead of just a winner so you never know you okay, never know yeah. Yeah, well, I do just want to say I, I I I followed your channel for quite a while. I think we started around a similar time. Uh, yeah, and did, although yeah. I I do have restraints of it only being a Burnley channel, you've just took off and took off and left people like me in your way. But it's it, it but it's deserved that some of the content you do it, it is brilliant. And I did used to enjoy your rants when Steve Bruce were there. If I'm honest, I did enjoy them back in the day. Yeah, uh, but um, it's but it's a different my blood different vibe gone down now. Since then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a different vibe now, and it's it's Absolutely. a very very good channel. So well thank done, you. mate. You should you should be proud of what you've built. But thank you for coming on the show i do appreciate it. i know you're busy oh, you're man. very welcome very welcome but good luck for the rest of the season just not on saturday <laughs> thank you mate appreciate that it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect ornament delivery now on the mcdonald's app you in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.